Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Man, where today, today, ladies and gentlemen, I saw the last episode of season two, episode 13 of season two, episode 26 overall, Meditations in an Emergency. Let me tell you something. First of all, it's about 930 right now. Uh, it's been, um, usually I watch these shows early in the morning before work and get them up, usually around lunchtime. Um, but we have snow coming to Massachusetts. So much snow. Uh, maybe like a foot and a half, possibly. And it's not coming till tomorrow night. But tomorrow, the markets will be insane. And Sunday, it won't even be worth trying to go. So I went this morning go food shopping before work uh, and that cut in the in the um, in the way of me watching this episode early cut in the way of me getting the recording done early and then putting it up so it all kind of just got pushed back to tonight but here I am and before I go any further I want to give a special shout out to somebody that I spoke to on Twitter and I just want to say hello there Alejandra Castro Alejandra found me and reached out on Twitter uh, to say that she, I'm assuming she, I, I, I apologize if Alejandro is, Alejandra uh, is not a female name. I'm just assuming it is. Um, she's been watching uh, Mad Men from Colombia and she's excited to be watching Mad Men as late as uh, her and recapping every episode. I quote, I love the way you decided to dissect each episode one character at a time. And I was like, wait, I do that? Oh, yeah, 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 I do do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. Uh, and and also, uh, she mentioned that uh, Meditations in an Emergency is the book. Um, that book is in Anna's house, and Don mailed it to her in Season 2, Episode 1. And I'm sure that happened because I watched it, just like Alejandro watched it, just like all of you watched it. So that obviously happened, and I remember that because I'm doing a podcast, so obviously I remember those things. Right? I mean, I remember the book. And, oh, you know what? That sounds kind of familiar. Was that around the time when he was looking at the pictures of his brother? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, speaking of meditations and emergency, that is the episode title of today. And I just want to say one more time, thank you for listening, Alejandra. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Thank, thank you to everyone who's listening. You can reach out. You can find me on Twitter at MadeMenPod, but you know that. I usually talk about the end of the episode. Let's get right into the episode. I just finished watching it. And, um... Folks, Meditations in an Emergency. Now, obviously, it has the play of that's the book. That's the book that Don was, was reading in the past. That's the book that he gave to, the, to, um, to Anna, to, to Draper, the other Mrs. Draper. Um, but what does it mean in this episode? Well, let's first talk about what happened in the episode. I'm kind of wandering around down a hallway right now, so there might be a weird echo. Holding my recorder in my hand. Um, yeah, I usually don't, I'm not usually this, like, all over the place, but it's late. Um, so this episode picks up um, with Betty at the doctor. I believe that's where we started. I'm all over the place. As I say, I go from character to character. So let's start with Betty. A lot of Betty going on. So Betty's at her doctor. Um, her OBGYN, I guess. I don't know. But, um... Seems like the doctor's office is in his house, 
And anyway, Betty, Betty, Betty is preggy, preggy, preggy. Yes, um, Betty Draper is with child. And she, the first thought that she had was, oh, I should have an abortion. Um, and the doctor was like, oh, someone with your means and you're, and you're married. You know, wow, that's not something you'd want to think about. I mean, you have a nice husband. That's for young women who have no other options. The word abortion was never used in this episode. It's probably that type of thing where it was a word that was never used um, back, you know, like it was just so shameful and something you wouldn't want to talk about. It was almost like you wink, wink. Like there was like this old, I don't even know if it really was a thing, but where it's like, oh, she's off studying overseas. That's what they'd say when a, when a teenage girl was pregnant at school or something. Um, so it's like, maybe they don't want to say, you know, she just needs other options. Wink, wink. Um, but that's, she's pregnant. And I guess her first thought is I'm going to go horseback riding and I'm going to smoke and I'm going to drink and I'm going to bang a random dude. Uh, at I think the hotel bar, the same hotel that my husband is upstairs with my kids. I don't know if that's correct. And I'm getting ahead of myself. So she is pregnant and um, she goes, I think the, the next shot is her horseback riding. And she gets off her horse and there's there's Dick Whitman himself, Don Draper, and he, he's just back. So when we last, last left Don, um, he was in the water. And he was in the ocean. And I guess that was in the past where he talked about working with hot rods in that last episode. Because I thought, he's not staying, is he? No, he's back. And it was just like, there was no, no, there's nothing showing him leaving California. Nothing showing him kind of contemplating coming back. He's just, he's back. He must have spent enough time out there to realize, I like my wife. I like my children. I want them back. Because he's like, Betty. I've disrespected you. And she's like, well, at least I'm not crazy. And I want you back. And um, she was like, I have to think about it. You know, not yet. No, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. And uh, later, Betty is at her hairdresser. And the whole time, basically, everyone's freaking out about the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Where, like, Russians moved missile, missile ships kind of in... Uh, in the Cuban area. I'm very good at history and I know things, but uh, basically this is what's going on. Um, so everybody is worried that they're going to be part of nuclear war. They're worried that the Russians are going to attack. You know, looking back, you, you, excuse me, I'm tired. I'm just so late. No. Alejandro, I can't believe how late I'm staying up. Uh, looking back, you you see these things in history books or, you know, what was it? Eight days, the ships, you know, nothing actually ever happened, but it was like a threat. But what you don't think about is there are people living who are just like, they don't know what's going to happen. And they think at any moment, a missile, a nuclear missile is going to come and just erase us. So that's in the back of their heads the whole time. Um, you know, people at the hairdresser with Betty's at there, she's all, they're all worried about things. Meanwhile, Betty's just kind of smoking because she thought, hey, smoking's not bad for children. I mean, 
personally, I thought, did they know then to say, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't smoke? Um, and Betty's like, oh, I want to do everything I can to lose this kid. I'm going to smoke, I'm going to drink, I'm going to ride a horseback. I think, or is she just, she's just very dumb? No, I think it was just the times where people didn't know that smoking was bad for babies. That doesn't make any sense. That's ridiculous. But, you know, she's smoking at the at the hairdresser, and then she tells her friend that she's pregnant, and even her, she's like, you know, um, she doesn't say anything about the smoking, and and Betty's like, you know, I can't really have children now. I shouldn't be doing this. I, I need you don't understand. This isn't a good time. And that's basically her saying, you don't understand. I, I want to have an abortion. Um, and the friend's like, well, there is a doctor up north that you could go see. Uh, in Albany, um, but what does happen is I'm trying to remember, and I just watched it. I know Betty at one point comes home and gives. Um, oh, Betty um, ends up bringing the kids to Don in the ho- in a hotel so they can spend the night because Don's not back in the house yet. So then she's like, "Oh no, I have plans." He's like, "Do you want to stay?" And we're gonna get takeout. And she's like, "No, no, I have plans." Um, but Really, did she have plans? It looks like she did a little shopping. Um, and then she was in a bar. And my thought was, this looks like a hotel bar. And then I'm thinking, is this the same hotel that Dawn is staying upstairs with the kids? I don't know. But uh, a guy buys her a drink, and it's it's Captain Awesome from Chuck, um, I don't know if you ever watched Chuck, but he's his his uh, sister's boyfriend. He had a nickname of Captain Awesome, and he's just just this rando, good-looking dude who's like, uh, "Hello there, I'd like to buy you a drink." And Betty's like, "Thanks for the drink. I'm just going to enjoy myself." She goes to the bathroom, and he's like, "What are you doing here, lady?" And she's like, "Oh, let's go into the bathroom together and make sex." He's like, "All right, let's do it." So they go into the bathroom and they do it. Uh, they do it. They do it to the point where they close the bathroom door and the guy, the bartender's like, what's going on in there? Um, and I have to say, maybe Betty needed this. Maybe Betty needed a guy to sex the frustration out of her. Kind of like, this is payback, Don. You did it. Now I did it. Now it's a clean slate. Um, and it's like, I can't get pregnant again, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, because after that, she, um, goes home and, uh, eats some fried chicken. I don't know if it's because she's pregnant and she's hungry or if she's just kind of like, yum, yum, yum. I'm happy with what I did. Yes. Finally, I had, I just got a little action on the side. Um, but Don, while he was babysitting the kids that night, uh, you could see him writing something and he wrote this, he wrote Betty this wonderful little letter. It's like, I, you know, you, you know, if you leave me, I understand you, you'll, you'll find someone pretty quickly. Um, but I won't, if you leave me, I'll be alone forever. And I, I need you. Blah, 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 blah. I love you. All that fun stuff. Why am I constantly yawning? And, uh, it obviously worked because, um, at the end of the episode, Don finds out, hey, Betty wants you at home. And, uh, you know, 
he's like, all right, I'll go home. Cool, 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 cool. You should. I think people were going home early because they were afraid that, you know, Russian nuclear missiles were going to blow everything up, so they might as well be at home with their family. Um, unless, of course, you're Pete's wife. Then you want to be with your parents, um, uh, you know, 50 miles away because that's going to make a difference. Um, should we go to Pete? Pete, Pete, Pete. I mean, you can't go to Pete without going to Peggy. There's some. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this episode. There's more emergencies than uh, let leads the eye. Leads the. There's more emergency than meets the eye. I should say, the emergencies aren't isn't just this Cuban missile crisis. The emergency is that, um, you know, uh oh, Betty is pregnant. In fact, wait, that's how the episode ends. She's like, I need to talk to you. Uh, she brings him in and says, I'm pregnant. And he kind of, he just looks at her, stares, and then puts his hand out like, I'm with you. I'm with you, baby. And they just kind of stare at each other longingly, but he seems happy. Um, whereas the last episode of last season, he was staring off into space because his whole family had left him and he was sad. Um, this time he was happy. Uh, and I think that's that's the end of the episode, but a lot happened. And that's, that's the end of Don's story. Well, no, that's not the end of Don's story. That's the end of Betty's story. We have to go back uh, to Don's story. Uh, so let's do Don's story now. Don, back at work. So he shows up back at work. And man, I, I, I feel like I can't. I have to jump around. I have to jump all over the place. Let's go back to Pete. So the guys in the office are basically freaking out because uh, they're asking for numbers. They're asking for information. They're asking for data. They're basically running the numbers and, and accounting and everything. And they're all afraid there's going to be firings and all these bad things are going to happen. And as it turns out that uh, one of the women working the switchboard obviously sees all the gossip they're not supposed to say anything but they she told them that look there there's going to be a merger and there could be some redundancies but um this was it putnam and powell or whatever the hell they are um they are looking for a u.s office and we are the office it's not a it's it's a merger but they you know there could be some redundancies and that's what all this is about so they're the guys are freaking out meanwhile uh pete was approached by duck and um Duck's like, listen, uh, with the merger going on, I just want to let you know that I'm going to be the president and I want you to head up creative, which is replacing Draper's job, right? Because Don Draper um, is the head of creative now. And he's like, what about Draper? And he's like, well, Draper will, will either ship up or he'll go do sell something else with a non-complete clause in the contract. And that's what, um, you know, basically Duck's like, I got everything in a row. I'm, you know, I'm going to be the president of this merger and, and this is great. Um, and he tells this to Pete basically. So Pete went in to tell, oh man, I'm all over the place. Pete went in to tell Duck that, um, that he lost the Clearasil account. Why did he lose the Clearasil account? Because his father-in-law pulled the account because he won't adopt, Pete won't adopt with Trudy. Why won't Pete adopt with Trudy? Oh, there's more. We're getting there. Don't you worry about it. Um, but, Duck was, he wanted to tell him that. Duck's like, well, that that's that happens. I understand. Anyway, do you want to be the head of creative and I'm going to be the president? Pete went in, you know, confessing, came out with a possible promotion. Um, but for some reason, what I don't understand, Pete went in to visit Don and basically was like, where were you? And Don turned it around and basically was like, I was testing you. You didn't think I, you didn't think you, I, 
you didn't think I, I didn't think you had it in you or something like that. And he's like, obviously you did it, you know, good, good job. So after Don complimented Pete, or he did something to blow some smoke up his ass, for some reason, so Pete, before Pete left, for some reason, he decided, you know, Don, I, I have to tell you something. I know about the merger, uh, and I know about Duck um, is going to be the president. And he's like, oh, how do you know that? He goes, because he told me. And Don just played it straight. I don't think Don knew about the duck thing. At least nobody told him that. Now, again, I'm I'm jumping all over the place. Don got back, um, saw Joan, saw the paperwork. Joan um, said, oh, yeah, I've been sending your checks home. Your wife hasn't called. Um, and then... Don goes in. Everyone kind of looked at Don, too. And I don't know if it was like, well, he's finally back or if everyone's just freaking out because of the missile crisis. Uh, Don goes in to see Roger. Roger's like, uh, you know, you can't just do that. And he said, like, you know, uh, oh, where have you been? And you can't just do that. Um, he was kind of angry. He's like, oh, you've 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 uh, you've disappeared all these times. He goes, well, you've, you've missed a lot. Anyway, we sold the business and you've cleared about a half a million dollars. And the look on his face was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, basically, I think he made it seem like we're going to, he goes, we sold or murdered or I just watched this too, but he was like, you know, we are still our own business. I don't know if that even happened this episode. I'm a terrible podcaster, uh, but I'm still watching. I'm still loving and I'm, I'm going off the cuff. I didn't write a thing down in the shows. Um, but so that's when Don found out about it, about the merger through Roger. Oh, and um, he's like, you can imagine how much I got. because, uh, And he's like, you know, I went with it. Cooper and the sister were really into it. And Cooper wasn't really into it. Roger was really into it. Um, and, you know, and then they talked about the missile crisis. And he's like, I, can't, I you know, I finally find happiness. And, you know, I'm going to lose it because of the missiles. Um, but anyway, so that's... so. Don knew about the merger, but I don't know if he knew about the duck thing. And Pete says, you know, something about um, they're sending ships home. Basically, you know, they are, looks like they're standing down if they know that we have, uh, are, are going to be aggressive or if they know that we show force, something like that. That line, that line is what um, Don needed to hear. Like, Don's like, hey, this is basically, I think that line was like, this is what you need to do up to go up against Duck. Because Duck is basically his nemesis in the office. Um, and, and Duck, again, let his dog out and just without a leash. So if he fell down an elevator shaft, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose a moment of sleep. Okay? I don't even know who the actor is, but forever he will be Duck Phillips to me. So I will forever hate him. He could be in a, in a new show right now where he's the most wonderful, beautiful, endearing person, and I will hate him forever. Um, so, and I, forgive me if I'm missing things, but I think I'm, I'm covering a lot of it. Um, but, oh, I'll save ooh, some, some more Pete stuff we got to get to. Um, but Don goes to the meeting. He's in on the merger meeting where the guys from Putnam, Powell, and Lowell, PPL, is that it? I think I finally got it right. 
Uh, so they're in the, the two British guys and Duck are on one side. And, oh, that's what Roger said. Oh, he ran into them at a bar. Yeah, he just ran into them. And Don's like, a bar? He knows Duck was on the wagon. So why would he be running into them at a bar? I think Don, oh, I'm just figuring this out now. I think that hearing, Don hearing, Don hearing that is basically Don saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. They, he, he, he um, acted this out. He, you know, pursued this. Um, as in, It wasn't they just ran into it. This happened. Don hates Duck and so do I. Um, so they're finally sitting down at a meeting and they're talking and the British guys are like, um, you know, um, just to, for, for, you know, old things on the ground, we think that because he's, we've worked with him in the past, that Duck should be the new president. And Roger didn't care. Cooper didn't care. They actually thought it made sense. So I guess that, I don't who's the president now? Is it Cooper? So this is Cooper kind of backing off. I guess that part, like, oh my God, Duck's taking the presidency. That part um, didn't really matter or didn't register or didn't, it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. Um, but uh, Duck was like, oh, I accept like he's all like, I can't believe this. This is wonderful. Even though he knew about this before. Obviously, he knew about this before. He told Pete. Pete told Don. So Don knew that he knew. So he's calling. He, You could see the the just like the, the bullshit meter in Don's eyes like, oh, God, you got to deal with this. Uh, and and Don, I mean, Duck's talking about <clears throat> we are buying time and space and television's the future. And you could see Burke Cooper was not pleased that he, Burke Cooper was not pleased. He was like, I didn't hear the word. Let's see if I can do a Burke Cooper. I didn't hear the word client in there once. No, I can't do a Burke Cooper, but he just has this kind of old man thing about clients. And I didn't hear the word client in there once. I still can't do it. Um, and Don was like, uh, you know, I sell products. I don't deal with, was it, I don't know. Basically, Don was kind of calling Duck on the bullshit. And Duck's like, well, you know, Draper, you can either, I'm tired of this. I, I, the work I did to bring this together and you can either um, ship up or you can go, you know, or you can go sell insurance. You can stand by your contract or you can go sell insurance. He's like, I didn't sign a contract. And the look on Duck's face was like, oh, wah, wah. And Roger's like, yeah, we didn't think we needed one. We were kind of waiting to work it out. We hadn't, we didn't need one yet. Um, and um, Don's like, yeah, you know, I think you guys can wait till Monday. If you, oh, oh, it was, if we're all still here Monday, we're not all blown up, basically. Um, we can talk then. And Don just walks out. He kind of calls the bluff. I don't know if he's basically showing for showing his hand, showing how important he is. And the British guys were like, uh, Duck, can you give us a moment, please? They send Duck away. And that's the end of we see of Duck. And Roger and um, Bert are like, this isn't going to affect this isn't going to affect the merger, is it? And the British guys are like, no, no, no. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where that goes. So that's kind of the end of the Sterling Cooper stuff. You know, the the young the younger guys, the underlings are worried about their jobs. Um, the older guys, so Don, I don't think he's worried about anything but his family. And the older guys are just making sure the merger goes through so they can cash out, cash money, straight cash, homie. Um, and yeah, I think that's the end of all the stuff in the office. Now, Peggy, and that's going to get us back to Pete. Uh, as I mentioned, there is a more Pete. But Peggy, let's go back to her. Now, 
she had some moments in the office where she um, she knew about the Clarisol account. Um, she didn't hasn't heard from Don. Uh, Don made a nice comment like because she comes back and she's got a new haircut and a, and a new office. Don made a couple of comments about that. Um, and you know she is at church and she is uh, you know in she's into the praying and there's Father Colin Hanks is up there. Um, and later on in the episode, I think they were talking about, oh, he was talking about, you know, if we die, we go on to eternal life with all these explosions and nuclear stuff. Don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And later she's bringing bread to the church and some, some, I think some other things, basically like if we all have to hide here, at least we should have some food. And he starts talking to her, how are you doing? And um, started saying some things about, you know, you need to, tell the truth because we could die soon if you don't if you don't confess to things you're gonna burn in hell basically and if you died you want to go straight to hell and she's like and he was being really like old testament cruel and she's like you know i don't uh i don't think god should be like that just kind of walks off but something must have gotten to her so um so there was you know that the running with the with the uh with the police office with the police officer with the uh with the priest and at the end of the night um pete's still at the office why is pete still at the office well as i said his wife wanted to go um with her in-laws to their beach house i'm guessing or wherever they live far enough away from the city because she's afraid the city's going to explode and he's trying to tell her look if the city's gone you're gone too it doesn't make a difference she's like well i want to be with my parents they love me don't you love me He's like, oh, you know it, or something like that. Uh, he's like, help me pack, all right. So she leaves, and he stays behind because he wants to be in the city and because he doesn't care that much about his wife, and he doesn't want to be with his father-in-law, let's be honest. So it's the end of the night, and it's the end of the night, and Peggy's leaving, and Pete's like, oh, you... she goes, why are you smiling? He goes, because you're still here. You stayed so late. Why don't you have a drink with me? All right. And then this is where some truth is happening. Pete says to her, you know, he basically tells her, confesses to her that my wife doesn't know me. You know me. You're so perfect. I love you. Tells that to Peggy. Now, obviously, he's had some things to drink. And Peggy, I don't know if it's just the pressure of telling the truth. It was the pressure of I mean, she only had, she barely had a drink. And she basically says, I could have had you. It's like, what are you talking about? She goes, I could have forced you to be with me forever. I could have guilted you. He's like, what are you talking about? And she confessed. She confessed that you got me pregnant and I gave away the baby. I had your, she said the line, I had your baby and I gave it away. Remember Pete, remember Pete can't have a baby with, with Trudy. They want to adopt. And Pete doesn't know if it's him or not. Pete, his parents, his mother, wanted to basically disown him with this whatever inheritance is left. Talked about how bad it was for them to adopt because you can't give us a child, a grandchild. And there is a grandchild somewhere. And Peggy says, there's a part of you that you think you'll get back, but you won't get it back. So I'm, I, she did give it away. The baby is not being raised by her sister. Those are all her sister's kids. I thought one of the kids the sister was raising was hers and she would look at it like oh my god that's my kid 
But no, that kid's just not. Those are all her sister's kids. At least from what I understand here, those are all her sister's kids and their kids out of the picture. When he told her that, Pete, like the look on Pete's face, that actor is really good at being just like unpredictable. I thought for a second that he would he was going to freak out on her. I was afraid he might slap her. I mean, this is the 60s, you know. These things might have happened a little more prominently. I don't know. But I was afraid he was going to, like, be really bad to her. And he just kind of was frozen. And she's like, I'm sorry. And she gets up, puts her hands on her, walks away. And, you know, he just has this giant tear falling out of his eye. As the episode ends, you know, it kind of shows a montage of people. Um, and, and, uh, one of the things is Peggy kind of in bed praying and Pete in the office sitting in his chair never went home with that gun in his hand it's like is he gonna put that freaking thing in his mouth I mean this is crazy um, but that's that's how the season ends so the overarching story of the of this well I should say the overarching story of this episode really just gets down to the where the ending is where we're leading to in season three Pete knows that first of all knows that he can have children with Peggy. He knows that they had a child and she gave it away. That's gotta be mind-boggling. Um, he he had confessed his love to her to Peggy. He basically doesn't want to be with his wife anymore. I don't know how much longer he's with his wife. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I wonder. Does he end up with Peggy? This guy who I think is a sociopath and can be a real smarmy prick. Peggy seems to actually like him to a certain degree um, and he obviously likes her so that's going to be interesting to see where that goes meanwhile Betty is having a baby I'm assuming it's from the time that her and Don did it in her parents house in her old bedroom on the floor I'm, I'm guessing um, because they, they've been kind of spending time apart for that and you know I don't think she's been sleeping around I mean there's that one guy but um, they have a baby. Now they're trying to bring the family back together. So I think that's happening. Meanwhile, all the guys at work are worried that they're going to lose their job because of this giant merger that is still in the air, up in the air. Got to figure out where does Don land? Where does Duck land? Where does Pete land? Where does Harry, Kinsey, Sal, Kenneth, Peggy, Joan? I think I got all the names right. Where all they land? God, I love this show. Um, and you got Peggy, who basically talking about her fiance, though, who's got to be at the hospital because of possible emergency. Meanwhile, she's just got friggin' raped last week. I mean, there is a lot to unpack. Oh, and, and Roger, is he going to be getting married next season? I have no idea. But my friends, imagine being watching the show, the end of season two. You realize, oh my God, this is crazy. When are we going to get to season three? We've got to wait a year. No, 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 we don't. For me, we only have to wait one week. One week from today. Today is the end of season two of Mad Men. It's also the end of season two of Made Man. That's right. Well, you're in the season finale right now. There's no cliffhanger. There's no like, oh, what's going to happen? We know what's going to happen. Next Friday, I'm going to be back here talking to you about the wonderful, wonderful AMC show, 
Mad Men as I go on my journey. I'm not going to say it yet, but as I go on my journey. What journey is that? And that's to watch every single episode of Made Man, of Mad Men, because I'm Made Man. Watch every single episode of Mad Men, podcast about it every week from now until the end of time. I mean, this is, we've been doing this, I think, I want to say 26 weeks, 25 weeks, because the first week I did two episodes. Um, and I haven't missed a Friday yet. I haven't missed a Friday yet. Even though it's 10 o'clock, almost a little over, almost 10 o'clock or wherever, somewhere around there. Still getting it up on Friday, as I always do, as I always will. You'll hear from me next Friday. But right now, I'm done. And I want to talk about something that is un-Madman related. Just because, what else am I going to talk about it? At the end of every episode, you might hear me sometimes, I go away and I say, go Pat. That's because my New England Patriots are once again playing a humongous football game this weekend. They're in the AFC Championship game for the eighth straight year. Um, people in Columbia, maybe, I don't know, you know, if American football matters that much. Uh, wherever else you are in the world. But in Massachusetts, the Patriots are the kings. And the fact that they're in the eighth straight game AFC Championship game. Basically, what that means is they're in the eighth straight game, the runner-up. Um, basically, the winner goes to the Super Bowl. They could win and go to the Super Bowl. Now, it's a hard game. It's on the road, and it's against a great team. The odds are stacked against them, but I'm just excited that they have this chance. And if they go to the Super Bowl, it's the third straight year they go to the Super Bowl. And they didn't win last year. I'm still, I'm still smarting about that. But we're very lucky to have this. And the fact that I'm talking about it during a Mad Men podcast is is completely pointless. So I'm done talking about it. I'm just really excited. And when I'm not thinking about Mad Men, I'm thinking about the Patriots. My friends, you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. You can find us on Facebook at Fans.Experts. The website is Fans.Experts.com slash MadeMan. And I think that's it. Season two in the books. We've done it. Are you ready for season three? Well, you're going to have to wait a week. One week from tonight. We will continue the journey as I go on that road up in the sky. It doesn't make any sense. It's very late. But I continue that quest to become a made man. Go past. You didn't think I was. Fans not experts.